Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of You Have Not Seen That. No, I'm starting again, that was terrible. <laughs> I'm not saying it. <laughs> I mean, our podcast is called You Haven't Seen That. <laughs> Might just be advertising someone else's material there. Yeah. Um, where we watch films that I, Eric, missed in my childhood, formative years, whatever you want to call them. I'm joined as always by my co-host Chris. Hi everybody. And as mentioned last week, for all you regular listeners... Um, we've got our legendary friend Mike back with us. Hello! <laughs> and Mike, why are you here? What are we watching? <laughs> we are watching uh, well, a double feature of possibly the greatest video game movies of all time. Mortal Kombat Street Fighter Double. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> like these, these are huge films for kind of people of our generation, I think, because like... We were the right age for the video games and things, and then yeah. it's that kind of first wave of having video game movies. The, yeah. They still kind of don't really exist all that. There's I mean, there was the Doom one a few years ago. Yeah, there's Which the... I didn't see, but from what I heard, like, they did the best with what they could. Mm. Like, I heard the camera angles and stuff were, like, the Doom. First, yeah, it was, like, first person. Yeah. And, but then there's, like, uh, you know, the Tomb Raider films with Angelina Jolie, yeah. and now the ones with Alicia Vikander, like... Resident Re- Evil. Yeah, there's heaps of those. There's, like, six of them or something, aren't there? Assassin's but Creed came out recently. That's true. With so they're still trying. Mm. Um, but th- these came out, like, at a time where all we had was the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> so that, if that's our, like, that's our high watermark for yeah. starting. I, I rewatched uh, recently the trailer and the Honest trailer for that, yeah. just to remind myself. Mm. And I was like, how did you come up with any of these design choices? It's just awful. <laughs> it's just the fungus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that thing from the game. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think what we'll probably end up doing with this episode, uh, since it's a double, is we'll start with one of the films, do our usual kind of watching and then discussion, and then we'll take a break and watch the second one and come back and you get the, you get the gist of it. Yeah. So I was thinking, my personal choice, I, I think we should start with Mortal Kombat. Okay. Uh, are you guys fine with that one? I'm happy with that. I'm trusting I, cause, you experts. Because I feel we need to work our way... I, I don't know if it's up or down for Street Fighter. In each of us, there burns the fury of a warrior. In every generation, a few are chosen to prove it. One of you three will decide the outcome of the tournament. In an ancient tournament, one more victory. Your soul is mine. In our world. Is theirs. It has begun. Combat begins. Um, so I guess yeah, we'll start with Mortal Kombat from yep. 1995. Okay. Um, what do you know about this film? Well, I have actually seen um, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Wow. Yeah, because okay. no, it was with you guys years ago when we were oh, like, oh, oh, thing, there yes. we go. Remember this? So we're about like 19 or something, and it was just like <laughs> we watched at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And that's how I learned the Mortal Kombat theme and <laughs> that Jax doesn't need metal arms to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you play Mortal Kombat as a kid? I played Street Fighter a bit. Okay. I was probably more of a Street Fighter, Street Fighter yeah. 2, of course. That was like the big one in the um, early 90s. Yeah. Um, so I, I played. I never owned it, but I played quite a lot of that at friends' places. I'd always call myself a street fighter guy. 
I did like Mortal Kombat when I played it because of all the ridiculousness of the, um, the uh, fatalities and things like that. Yeah. Mm. So I know, I remember characters like Sub-Zero and things like yeah. that quite well, um, but I, I definitely don't know the full roster. Yeah. Um, whereas the Street Fighter roster I know very well. Yeah. Were, were you a Street Fighter? I, I, we should I, say Mike's wearing a Street Fighter t-shirt right now. So. <laughs> I was more of a Street Fighter. Uh, Street Fighter 2 was the second game I got on my Sega Mega Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did own Mortal Kombat. I bought that after. Yeah. Um, when I was a little bit older. Um, yeah. But they're but they're both fan- both fantastic games. Yeah. Um, but that was your just your number one. Street Fighter. Street Fighter Two. That was clearly your favorite. That, that that was my favorite. Yeah, fighting game. Yeah. Mm. And Chris, were you? So I, was, I was a Mortal Kombat kid. Okay. We we had Mortal Kombat on. Initially on Game Boy. Game Boy. <laughs> I had Mortal Kombat on Game Boy. Yep. And then uh, eventually got it on, uh, I think, Mortal Kombat 3 on Super Nintendo when that one yep. came. That was like the real expanded roster. Yeah, one. I remember that might have mm. been the one I played, I think. A lot of. Yeah, and it was that kind of weird animation style where it wasn't. It was like that video capture style. It was yes. the, like the 3D. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that borrowing was... that from Blockbuster Video. Yeah. <laughs> um, May she rest on, in peace. Yeah. <laughs> it's on 64, yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it, like the original one that I used to play on Game Boy only had like a roster of like eight characters as well. Like it was wow, real yeah. small one before, you know, got to the expanded world. And then I think I played, yeah, number f- Mortal Kombat 4 on yeah. um, Nintendo 64. And They're up to 10 now, I think. 11's coming 11 out. 11's oh, coming out. Yeah, yeah, the trailers <laughs> yeah. are out and things. So, yeah. yeah. And I was always um, a Smash Brothers kid. Because that was yeah. the first one I actually owned, so I played a lot of the original Smash Brothers. And and it's interesting, like, given yeah. a choice now, I would go Smash Brothers any day over any of them. It's just so. a very fun game. Yeah. Like, you can do whatever you like with that one. But um, give me a live-action Smash Brothers movie. <laughs> that would be... As long as, licensing, licensing fee. as long oh, yeah, as we only get John Leguizamo with Luigi. <laughs> Oh, um, but any um, that would be incredible. But jumping back to the movies quickly, what what do you think the plot's going to be for Mortal Kombat, or do you have like a vague idea? I th- like, look, I have a little bit of remembrance of Annihilation. Um, I, I can't remember the characters' names, of course, because I never played it much. But there was like the bad guy, and um, and the the centaur character with the uh, four arms, Goro. Yeah, that one. Mm. Um, and things like that. so. I remember there was sort of like the bad guys. And then I remember Johnny Cage di- died at the start of the sequel or something like that. Um, and Jax had metal arms. <laughs> and, um, and I can't remember who the main protagonist was. Oh, um, the Japanese guy. Liu Kang? Bruce Liu Lee. Kang, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Lee, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, Liu Kang. Japanese? Chinese. Anyway. Um, so I remember he was a protagonist. So, no, I have no clue. Obviously, there's a bad guy who steals some powers and they go to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because the Mortal Kombat games have a story as well. Do you know any of that? No, but I do okay. know that they have like this massive canon and everything. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So no, no, I really don't know what to expect. I, I, I'm expecting it's a bit of an Avengers-esque situation. <laughs> like get, get the team together to stop this yeah, and, bad guy. That's... Yeah, and whether I'm assuming the team may not be a team at all to begin with and they sort of all come together out of necessity you need and, you um, need agent colson to die to rally the troops <laughs> <laughs> basically there's going to be a wise old sage yeah. um, and i forget his name sam jackson yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um or russell crowe if you watch the universal cinematic universe oh yes the universe of one yeah. <laughs> oh um, poor tom cruise <laughs> 
He tried um, and got lots of money for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, uh, that's I'm expecting uh, a lesser form of the Avengers. All right. Well, that's that's not a bad, okay. interesting guess. Uh, whether there's a sky beam or not, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's only one way to find out. Should we jump into it? Let's watch it. It's just like they get, they ran out of ideas so quickly. Yeah, they <laughs> did. Like, you, you just you this now. Little Artie became a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> he got killed by a forearm freak. His <laughs> soul went into the eyeball of a man. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. Should have stayed in Mississippi. <laughs> All right, so that was Mortal Kombat. Uh, I am so fatigued from watching that I've needed to make a coffee. Yeah, you've got relentless. You've got a beer and a coffee. Yeah, <laughs> that film starts at one hundred and ten percent. It just like the goes. the New Line logo appears as the theme song starts. Yeah, which um is brings me into a, a fun little point. I thought I would do um. So, Mike, this is a Mortal Kombat soundboard. Uh, oh. Feel free to press buttons at your as you feel. <laughs> Don't let Mike near that. <laughs> oh dear. So at your command. Oh, <laughs> Feel free. Right. Okay. Um but yeah, I guess a quick summary on the film. Uh, Eric, do you wanna <laughs> do you wanna tackle this? Oh god. It keeps going. No, no. Sorry. 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 No, I'm not sorry, this is awesome. <laughs> Um, I will try and tackle that. Yeah. Um, okay, so my prediction was wrong. It wasn't the Avengers. Well, it sort of was. There, <laughs> was, was, a, there was a sky beam. There was a sky beam. <laughs> you were correct. Um, but, um, okay, so basically um, we're introduced to three key characters. Um, Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, and Sonya Blade. Um, and they're all just very quickly roped into a... Um, for very sp- vague, simple motivations, um, into getting on a spooky pirate ship and going to a fighting tournament yeah. without really questioning it. I mean, they've got their motivations that they're following. Liu Kang's brother was killed by Shao Tsung. Liu Kang seems to be the only one that actually knows what's up. He knows exactly what's going on. Yeah, everyone else is just... He, he personally knows Raiden. They exchange, <laughs> they exchange Christmas cards yeah. or something. Um, Johnny Cage is going because he's an actor and people think he might be fake, so he's got pride. And uh, and Sonya Blade is trying to avenge her dead partner because she's a sweet cop who shoots people in nightclubs with shotguns. Yeah. That, that no one reacts to. Well, it's metal concert, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, was, it, was like a rob- it was like a white zombie show or something. <laughs> <It was. laughs> um, so they get in a spooky pirate ship without really questioning it, and they go to... A, a, an island, um, and then they they take part in a tournament. Michael, use the soundboard. Oh, sorry, uh, we take one? place in. <laughs> All right. What's, what's, what's oh, wow. this? All right, we might be getting rid of some of the soundboard. I think in the edit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you got to learn how to press stop very quickly. But yeah, there is no stop. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it's it escalates and establishes itself so quickly, but 
It's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like... And so unnecessarily convoluted. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, whilst I understand there's a bit of story to, to the Mortal Kombat games, you're essentially playing a tournament as your chosen character to, to win. Like, that's that's the video game, more or less. Yeah. I know there's a bit more story behind it. And that's essentially what they do here. Mm. Um, the, the film's essentially a remake of the Bruce Lee film Enter the Dragon. Like, a tournament and, yeah. like, working your way through. And Yeah, that's... I have actually seen that a long time ago. Mm. And that was pretty sweet. Yeah, it, it's essentially <laughs> that film, but done in this world of, like, mystical, like, sorcery and things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the world. That's it's the, the world, world of Mortal Kombat. Um, but it it's so like there are so many unnecessary details, like the fact that this is the tenth tournament and he's won nine out of ten and if he does this then they win just like Then just, Earth can be invaded legally by alien um, yeah. no, but it's setting up the stakes. You need to set up but, the but stakes. Why, true, it's true, true, but why is it necessary to like this is like <laughs> round twelve or fourteen with the <laughs> with the bye weeks happening in the <laughs> like just make it the one tournament. Yeah, it's like yeah. it happens every thousand years. Yeah, something like that. The- because there is the, the whole law behind yeah. like the mythology and all that behind it is if you win 10 tournaments, you get to invade the other realm. They're, they're the rules of the, of the, this, video, game of the, uni- okay. the video game universe. So, oh, yeah. And, I'm glad you know, and you don't want to see, they don't want to make, you know, tournaments one through nine. Ooh, we'll be no. here forever. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right. So we've got some stakes. That's fair. You yeah. don't really maybe beyond that. I guess you don't need them, but um, you're very quickly just thrown into it. They bring out all the iconic characters early to at least show them <clears throat> off, like Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Deadliest of enemies. But slaves under my power. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Was like, great idea. <laughs> um, so, like, I... You know, I recognise him. I always... I remember Sub-Zero's name because he was always my favourite, but, um... Yeah, it was nice to have... Like, Michael, which one's that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's it's straightforward. Yeah, I mean, it. I didn't quite know what was going on. Sometimes the it's... audio, the, the sound balance is off and stuff, so I miss little bits and pieces. And then mm. some things just didn't matter. And di- I don't know. But and it it's the rules of the tournament seems so arbitrary. Yeah, that's it. Like <laughs> the ultimate, like stop the bad guy or Earth dies. Yeah. Basically, it's very clear. But there's no like I I want like there to be rules for this tournament like set down for us like because the, at the beginning there's like a fight in like there's a fight in like a boxing ring like with peeps, people yeah. watching there's a fight on the beach with like spectators like okay these seem to be sanctioned rounds and then, and then all of a sudden Johnny Cage is walking through a like field a, a forest and <laughs> that counts I guess just gets ambushed um, and then he gets dragged down to like hell which yeah. I'm assuming might be based on the level from the game. I think, yeah. I, I think, think it is. I think it is a. I think it is like Scorpion's home world. So yeah. So any, any experts, feel free to get on social media and <laughs> fill us in. Um, Let us know because it's been, you know, like anyway. Mm. I'm assuming it's all a lot of little harkback. So big fans of the game might have yeah. picked up on that. Yeah. Um, I don't care. It looked cool. Um, well, that's the thing. Like the film has actually the one thing I'll give it is pretty interesting set design. Yeah, they, they kept it really varied. Yeah. I mean, apart from a few light filters that were just like full on. Oh my God, they use so many blue gels. <laughs> yeah, they're like, <laughs> blue and green. We <laughs> want this to be blue. Yeah. <laughs> we and are not mucking around. It's like that opening scene in Liu Kang's apartment in, in oh. um, 
Oh, America. 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 Yeah. <laughs> he the gets, city like, America. It's just bathed in green light, and that's when he gets the awesome Western Union telegram that just says, Liu Kang, brother dead, come home. Grandfather. He'll work here. Shock twist. <laughs> but yeah, it's... It is that thing of, like, Luke, with that telegram and things, Liu Kang is the only of the characters that actually seems to have a motivation and a reason for being there that is yeah. good. The, the others are there to use up a bit more of the fighting roster, I think, and have it more than just Liu Kang versus the world. Yeah. Um, and um, Sonya was pretty badass. But yeah, was, we only saw her in one fight, though. Yeah, true. That's, that's annoying. She got her revenge really early on, and that was it. Mm. But it was also, what character is she? Um, female. She- yeah, that's that's my yeah. problem. Like she's like, <laughs> she fights well, but it's like and she's a tough female because when Johnny's like commenting on her dress, even at the end, she just mm. rolls her eyes at him. Yeah, like she's not just <laughs> she's not just a pushover. Yeah, feel free to say something, Mike. Not just press buttons. Yeah. <laughs> she is like yeah, just generic woman to be there and. Something to balance off Johnny Cage's horrible sexist comments. <laughs> I suppose though, if you're if you're making a Mortal Kombat movie, you need the roster there. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're not but, gonna make them. You're not gonna. Yeah. But they created characters for like Liu Kang and stuff, but they didn't bother for her. Yeah. It. it the the video game Liu Kang is the main. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Character. So. Yes. And it's great that he's the protagonist of this yeah. film, and he's like it. Uh, it makes sense <clears throat> that they focus on him, but. Yeah. Like, every other character gets kind of a story for the, like... I use quotation on story. (laughs) (laughs) But she's just kind of tough lady. Well, then again, Johnny Cage is more just, like, actor who knows how to kick people. But, yeah, true. But he has his his annoying shtick. Yeah, he has a shtick, that's true. And she's just more just got the... I don't need your help. I can look out for myself. Stern and gruff and mer all the time. <laughs> and, um, but by the end of the movie, she re- realizes friendship is the power. Yeah, and she they're does. All hugging at, they're all they're all hugging. hugging and mm. <laughs> my friends will come to save me. My yeah, her friends. She wouldn't have said that at the no, start of the she movie. Wouldn't have. My friends will come. They're already here. But it was just. Yeah. Okay, so she does have an arc. That's <laughs> a very small the, arc. The angles aren't huge. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and Johnny doesn't because his his advice that he receives from Raiden is stop being so brash. So what does he do? He just goes and challenges Prince Goro. Trust me, I got a plan. Oh, I can't believe this! You are the most egotistical, self-deluded person I have ever met. Yeah. Well, you forgot good looking. With the, but he says he has a plan, and that plan <laughs> is to jump down into the splits and punch Goro in the dick. <laughs> and then run away. Okay. Okay. I- Based on everyone else's plan against Goro, yeah. I okay. I understand where Mike's gonna go because the, the splits is is a move in the game. Yeah, no, I, I know. He's a finishing move. I actually think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then why didn't he finish him? <laughs> he ran away. <laughs> well, you can't finish him. Yeah, um, with the first punch, but he's not. Um, 
So if he, he if he engages in a one on one actual fight with Goro, he's going to get smashed. Yep. So, so this is this different. is he yep. doesn't have to show off to the crowd mm. that he's a great fighter. Uh. He's he's just going to. So he does the coward's punch and yeah. runs off. Yeah, runs is that away. Meant to be his little arc sort of thing. And nobody sees him defeat Goro, but he knows deep down in his heart he defeated Goro. Mm. And everyone else knows. Well, eventually. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, that's a good yeah. point, and I like. I didn't. Know, does, yeah, I like the splits is actually a game move. So <laughs> well, that's really. There, there's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of game moves. Because I, I recognised enough, you know, like um, scorpions c- c- come over here and things like that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> and it was like uh, Johnny Cage is after, randomly after killing Scorpion, the autograph photo falls down. Yeah. That's from the game as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And Sub Zero stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, Luke Kang's bicycle kick. Bicycle. Yeah. Yeah, Reptile, what does he do in the game? So he is essentially like... Is he a shapeshifter or... No, no? He, well, he's like Sub-Zero Scorpion. Yep. But he just has different moves. He can go invisible. Yeah. Oh, that's his thing, okay. And like spit Yeah, acid. I think... Yeah. Okay, so they, they included yeah. those. Yeah, so... Yeah. I mean, they, they stay pretty true to the characters. They kept interesting ones in there. And... Um, but they use... Because Goro's in the game, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, he's the second last boss that's what I thought yeah, yeah. and um, yeah he, like he's done really well I just love that like montage scene where Goro basically gets to fight like 14 people in a row it's just them all dying on the oh it's amazing it's just like a 30 second montage of people dying that's <laughs> <laughs> what like Goro's like because when when the um, when Lou and Johnny and Sonya actually like won their first few battles and then Xiao goes to Goro he walks up and he's like, can I have my go now? Yeah. <laughs> Goro smash? <laughs> what did you think of Goro? Like the actual char- the character design, the animatronic type of stuff. Oh, look, it's... it's, it's For 1995. It, exactly. It's not 1995 anymore. And I know if we compare it to, say, like Jurassic Park or something. Which was two years earlier. <laughs> yeah, but like no one like gets into a fist fight with a raptor. They die off screen half the time. It was freaking great. Yeah. I'm never going to diss Jurassic Park, but they're in terms of like having to physically fight, but no one no, actually what, art, art lean, art lean <laughs> got generic des- man. Yeah. Got destroyed. Um, yeah. I, I didn't mind his design. Like it didn't like some of the, um, reptile, for example, his CGI character was clearly looked terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Raiden appearing in lightning and stuff. Yeah. Like that sort of stuff. But I think, um, Goro out of all that sort of stuff, Came across the best. It's kind of quaint. It, it's like yeah. a throwback to the... And it, and it works for the setting of the film. It does. It gives yeah. it that, that kind of like Ray Harryhausen, <laughs> like yeah. Jason the Argonauts kind of style. And not stop motion, but kind of... Yeah, you're never going to go back and watch that film and go, how amazing were the special effects? Yeah. That's for Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's the adorable thing of like the, the mouth just kind of can't move in time with the dialogue. And yeah. when he raises his upper arms the bottom ones go up as well <laughs> <laughs> like it's kind of sweet and fun you just yeah. like oh look at that they tried and I think like he worked on it really well and he yells with the best of them do you know who does the voice James Earl Jones it's Frank Welker ah okay so yep. Mike knows who Frank Welker yep. is he is uh, one of the greatest voice actors ever um yep. He mainly does animals and creature noises. He does Nibbler on Futurama. Really? Both animal noise and speaking voice. And speaking voice. Alas, our kitten-class attack ships were no match for their mighty chairs. The universe is doomed. Doomed! Can I pull up my pants now? Doomed! Awesome. Uh, he was the original Freddy on Scooby-Doo back in the day. I think really? Yeah, okay. he 
Megatron. I think he's Megatron. Yeah, he's Megatron. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. All right. So he's... Like... The animated. Uh, animated. Yeah. Not yes, the, yeah, yeah. Not the Michael Bay not Megatron. The no. No. <laughs> not the explosion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, that, that's kind of cool, having Frank Welker, like... Yeah, okay. Like, is that a guy who can scream with the oh, best of them? Yeah. Um, and it turns out uh, the guy doing the voice of Scorpion, uh, the if you would be so uh, kind, yeah. <laughs> Scorpion. That is Ed Boon, the co-creator oh. of the video game. Ah, uh, awesome! Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, like that's kind of cool. Then they actually were like heavily involved with the yeah. making, which was kind of sweet. That's nice. Yeah. Mm. Um, speaking of yelling, Lucan yells really well too yeah and I actually like I was fully into Liu Kang <laughs> you actually got behind him I, as I a got character. behind him as a character and yeah. his, his well, you had to fate of the world rested on I know that. it was really important and I, I was bought, I bought into it and um, <laughs> and his, his actual because he actually got multiple fights yeah and he's bloody good at it hmm. <laughs> like how I put it um, <laughs> it's a good movie for fights and things yeah like but... it's, there's nothing more to it than that and if you go watching a Mortal Kombat movie expecting more I think you're probably in the wrong <laughs> yeah, cinema if, if, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, not going for A-list performances yeah. and things yeah. if you want the Godfather and you're going to see Mortal Kombat then your yeah what are you doing here? Yeah, you got that really wrong um, that, no, that being said sorry um, the producer of the film like the story behind him getting the rights to it and stuff was he he played the first two Mortal Kombat games and was just like, this could be a great movie. And his quote, <laughs> what he was pitching it was, it's Star Wars meets Enter the Dragon. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. And then they apparently like, you know, uh, got script ready and yep. things. And then uh, Super Mario Brothers came out and bombed. And Double Dragon, the movie as well, oh, yeah, came out and bombed. Yeah. And all the studios were just like, nah. <laughs> and they're like, please, can we just have like this small amount? And they're like, fine, just well, go do it. <laughs> considering, yeah, like maybe if they'd made the movie five years earlier. Yeah. Because Mario, that was 90, wasn't it? Uh, 93. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, if they'd managed to like release at the same time, their budget, if they'd had more to work with. Hmm. Um, all right, the script probably would have been the same. But um, <laughs> maybe some of the effects would have been different for the CGI and you might yeah. actually not... They would have had a little bit more to work with. A little bit more to work with, yeah. And maybe a little bit more money for cast. Yeah, do you think they would have got Van Damme? Um, Chris? Well, if you you would like to know, uh, Van Damme actually turned down the role of Johnny Cage. Oh, did he? Mm, Yeah. For another movie. Cliffhanger? (laughs) Street Fighter. (laughs) Of course. Fabulous. Yeah. Uh, Do you think... uh, We'll find out later if you think that was a better choice or not. (laughs) 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 Yes. Because oh, that's the one thing. Like Johnny Cage is, despite being, I just was looking at my notes, and the one note I have for him is, is he's charismatic as a wet fart. <laughs> like he's he just limp and. <laughs> he is, isn't he? Like, well, he's the the comic relief kind of guy in a way. Yeah, but he's there's such. Hollywood lines yeah, it's so badly written every one of them falls flat all of them fall flat and so I think if it was Van Damme it would be even worse yeah yeah. <laughs> like having that thick like I am Hollywood actor man <laughs> like no no oh, god <laughs> what, what do you reckon Mike Did you, I mean what do you think of Johnny Cage oh uh, yeah as a, as a character in that movie but I, I think it's great though that the American isn't the hero of the movie yes, yes. I think that and that will Play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that was actually the thing. Robin Shaw, who plays Liu Kang, mm. his agents were like, "Yeah, go. You've got to go out for this movie. Go out for this movie." And yeah. he didn't actually want to audition 
because he thought he was just going to get cast as generic Asian villain. Oh, yes. And then eventually went in and was just like, oh, wait, you want me to be the hero? The hero? Okay, yeah. this is something that's different. So I mean, like, him and Xiao are both great. Like, Xiao is your classic, like, mm. bonkers villain. Mm. But he does, he just, from the word go, staring down the barrel of the, oh. of the camera. Your brother's soul is mine. so good that opening <laughs> so immediately he is on and he's consistent mm-hmm. um, comfortably the best two performers in the film he reminds me of like a Bond villain yes that yeah. he's like really going for that kind of style I think yeah. He, yeah and like up until the end like he's getting his henchmen to fight for him you know he's definitely really really creepy or awesome or whatever mm. and, um, and once Goro his right hand man's beaten um, finally he unleashes the power of souls <laughs> he has a thousand of them and he unleashes eight <laughs> but at least it's like he, he tries to do different continents yeah, and things. Exactly. There's a Viking, there's a samurai. Yeah, yeah I did like that actually. Yeah. So silly. Yeah, but I like that. But again, that's just budget dictates we can yeah. only afford like eight people. But that one actually, when I think back to it, like, you know, I'm like, why is there a Viking and a samurai? Well, they're the previous generations mm. that had lost them. Mm. Like, so of course. Would that mean he would have salt, like, Neanderthal? Fighters? Well, we, this depends on your definition of how long a generation is. We were having this discussion. Mm. If a generation is 20, 30 years, or if it's like, you know, grandparents kind of, you know, then you could go back maybe 80 to 100 years per generation. So you go back about 1,000. Yeah. So um, mm. probably not Neanderthals. Not quite that far back. Oh. But. <laughs> Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He summons the soul of a raptor to fight his fight for him. Isn't that Tekken? Yeah, oh, that is, yeah, that is Tekken, actually. Where's the Tekken movie? Yeah, <laughs> that, one that. Fit, that one didn't feel that good. <laughs> um, the only other, like, in terms of, like, alternate casting and stuff, mm. there was only one other person that actually uh, dropped out of the film. Tom Hanks. Oh, no, that, no. This, <laughs> I, I say that again, but I realise I have, like, half a page. <laughs> but no, the, the one that um, is, like, super shocking is at the very beginning with uh, when Johnny Cage is on the uh, in the Sparks factory making his movie. <laughs> um, you guys are uh, both... Spark City. Yeah, Spark City, yeah. Spark City. Down at the Spark District. <laughs> um, uh, I think it was Eric pointed out, it was like, that, is that director supposed to look like Steven Spielberg? Yeah. It was supposed to be Steven Spielberg. Oh. What? He was an, he's apparently a huge fan of the games and agreed to have a cameo in the in the film. However, scheduling conflicts came up and he had to back out at the last minute. So I was right. Yeah. So instead of having Spielberg, they made a guy just look, look like Spielberg. Like Spielberg. That's but sad. how insane would that be if Spielberg Steven Spielberg was, was in this film? <laughs> wow. But um, do you guys actually want to hear some alternate casting? Yes. And was there any of significance? Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, Sean Connery was the first choice oh. for Raiden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he turned down the role as he wanted to play golf. <laughs> uh, and so they reached out to his uh, fellow Highlander castmate, Christopher Lambert, for the role. And apparently also in the running was Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, All right. but I think he was getting a little too old for it. Uh, <laughs> sorry. That's some progressive yeah. casting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Bridget Wilson Sampras, who ended up playing Tonya Blade, um, as we all know for Veronica Vaughn yeah. from Billy Madison. Oh my 
Veronica Vaughn. So hot. Want to touch the hiney? She read the audition. Uh, she auditioned for Sonia several times, but due to the long casting process, she chose to do Billy Madison instead. Good move. Uh, yeah. Sharon Stone, Christina Applegate, and Dina Meyer were also in the running for it. Dina Meyer's our Starship Troopers, Dizzy. Oh, Dizzy, yeah, of course. Yep. Yeah. Um, however, Cameron Diaz was cast in the role. Wow. Based off of uh, producers seeing dailies from The Mask. This while oh, I was still in production. Because that, okay. yeah, yeah. that was so early for her. Uh, however, in pre-production, while training for the film, she broke her wrist. Oh. And wasn't able to actually shoot the film. But by that time, filming on Billy Madison had wrapped, so Bridget Wilson kind of came in and got the role yeah. that way. Cameron mm. Diaz ended up in um, There's Something About Mary instead. And, and went. we never heard from her again. <laughs> Charlie's Angels. <laughs> um, Brandon Lee was originally cast as Johnny Cage. Oh. But, but unfortunately yeah. died. Oh, yes. <laughs> this was... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Too um, soon? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then apparently, um, yeah, Van Damme they reached out for, but he turned it down to do another film I, we might be <laughs> familiar with. And then uh, apparently Tom Cruise and Johnny Depp were considered as if they would ever get them for that. No. Yeah. What Not roles that are for, for sure Johnny, Johnny, Cage. Johnny Cage? Yeah. yeah. Tom Cruise would be a great Johnny Cage. Yeah, yeah. he actually would be pretty. He'd be charismatic and good for yeah. that, yeah. But um, in terms of actual. Do you want to know how well the film did? Yes. Okay, so it had a production it, it did bu- Excellently. It, it, it had a production budget of 20 million. Oh, yeah. How much do you think it went, to, went on to make? 21. 21 million? <laughs> Mike? 600 million. 600 million. Hmm. If we're doing Jeopardy rules, Eric wins. <laughs> Didn't go over. But the film made 122 million. Oh, it did do that well, did it? Yeah. Okay. Made over 100 million dollars. So that's how it got its sequel. Yep. Uh, it was yep. ranked the 26th highest grossing film of 1995. Yep. How much did the theme song make? The theme song <laughs> went platinum in less than two weeks. Of course. Yes. That is one of the best theme songs yeah. ever. I'm going to yep. have that at my wedding. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> That's interesting. Sending a weird message. <laughs> um, the fate of the earth. <laughs> but I guess, like I, like it's the film's kind of fun schlock, and it's good to watch, you know, over a beer or two with some friends. Um, but Mike, you're obviously a huge fan and enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, of course. And and it and it's one that you want to watch with people. It, it's not something you'd watch. You know, if I've got the choice of Jurassic Park or yeah, it's not a good movie, but it's it's a fun it's one. Fun to... Yeah, I don't, and you have to think about it too much. When you try to think about it too much, your brain hurts. Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> so you don't think about it too much, and then ah, it's a heap of fun. Yeah. Look yeah. at the pretty pictures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember um, this scene from the game. Yeah. But uh, Eric, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I think as a kid, of course, I would have liked it because I would have watched it with people mm. and it would have been the perfect age and um, would have been playing Mortal Kombat a tiny bit at least, so it might be a bit fresher in my mind too, so it would have been cool to see that stuff on screen and unlike the Mario Brothers movie, it seems to match up a little bit. I don't know, those rocket boots. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it seems close enough to the source material that I would have connected as well. Mm. And like I said, Luke Kang is pretty badass. Nice. Alright, well, on that note, should we shift over to our second film of the day? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So our next film is, of course, the Stephen E. D'Souza 1993 masterpiece, Street Fighter. (laughs) 
In December 1994, the forces of freedom will face a power-mad dictator in a struggle for the fate of the world. to kick Bison's ass. I don't think so. Now, who wants to go home and who wants to go with me? <laughs> yep. Um, Eric, do you know anything about Street Fighter? No, no, nothing at all. I know Kylie Minogue's in it, but yep. I can't figure out why because I've only played Street Fighter 2 and there's no white women in it. Do you want to know <laughs> why she was cast in it? Uh, she was popular. No, um, uh, apparently... had something to do with the music. Hot pants. Hot pants. Apparently, uh, because of like where the film was, I think it was something to do with shooting and stuff. And Australia had something to do with helping finance a little yep. bit. And they were like, "No, we want an Australian actor in there." And the director was uh, Stephen E. D'Souza was walking through an airport and saw her on the cover of some magazine. He was like, "Yeah, she'll do." <laughs> Mate, that's not a good way to make a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how. That's how she's in it. I know that okay. much. But um. Right. So yes, yeah, so I know she's in it. Um. Now, apart from that, nah. Like, my, my assumption would be, surely it's, if we're basing it on the game, it's similar to a global tournament, which I maybe I should have guessed for um, Mortal Kombat, but um, more set on Earth, involving um, people from different nations fighting across the world or coming together. Kind, um, kind of like a blood sport or yeah, kind I mean, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, Street Fighter, the game, is you fly, you know, you fly around the yeah. world and you fight, like, Blanker in Brazil. And, and yeah. I, I just hope Zangief looks exactly like he does in the game. <laughs> The Geefer! <laughs> yeah, so, um, no, no idea. I'm assuming you got Bison as, like, a real serious bad guy and mm-hmm. um, Ryu sh- got to surely be the main character, but, hey, we've got Van Damme in it, so maybe they push the Japanese guy to the side and make Ken the hero or make a random dude called John the hero. Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe it's got nothing to do with the source material except for one person or something. Out of all of those options, what are you kind of hoping for? <laughs> Oh, I'm just hoping for a good punch up around the globe. Some, All right. some sweet settings. I yep. hope he fights blanker underneath the Christ statue at Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Mike, you, you're extremely familiar with this film. Oh, I, I, I okay. This film is, is on Netflix, and is it? Yes, it is Netflix Australia. And I, I did not um, know that. <laughs> I put it on. Um, I watched it about four months ago on my own. Just uh, wow. I want to watch this. This is what I wa- feel like watching. So, mm. yeah. How many times do you reckon you've seen it over your life? Oh, I'd probably say like twenty. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. I've got it. I've got it on VHS. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Guilty pleasure. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Okay. Yeah. And I was a big Van Damme fan as well. Yeah. So was yeah. I. But, but I think for me, this is like the beginning of the end for Van Damme. Was there a start? <laughs> yeah. Have you not seen Hard Target? No. <laughs> so, what's your name? Chance Boudreau. What kind of a name is Chance? Well, my mama took one. So, um, did you enjoy this film, Chris, as a kid? No. Did you oh, like, enjoy it, Mortal it, Kombat it, as a kid? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um... I think Street Fighter, like similar to Mike, was saying like I was very big fan of uh, Van Damme, like or watching yeah. all the movies. Like this is, I think, around the same time as like Hard, Hard Target and Time Cop and stuff. Yeah, as well as like some of the older ones, like um, you know Death Warrant, uh, Double Impact, Bloodsport, all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I was like, those are those movies are rad and hardcore and schlocky fun. Yeah, and I remember watching this one and just being like, oh, <laughs> this is. 
but it, it, it is one of the dumbest films I've ever seen. So okay. I, I love it for that. I'll be intrigued then to see in comparison to Mortal Kombat how much just... I think Mortal Kombat did a good job of embracing the wacky universe it comes from. Embracing the schlock. Yeah, and yeah. just going, well, how else do we do this? Mm. Some, like magic... There's four-armed guys. we got to yeah. just be silly. Whereas them. this, like, I mean, I'm looking at Mike's T-shirt. Like, yeah. the only real freaks in any way blanker obviously in the fact that Dalsim has stretchy arms mm. yeah but everyone else is relatively normal besides having sweet moves like E-Honda's super fast arms and yeah. stuff yeah um, the thousand hand slap yeah exactly so um yeah I don't know how you like bring blanker to life mm. <laughs> well I mean should we just put it on let's and find out let's find out So Street Fighter. Chris, you look like you wanted that hour and a half of your life. I back. am so fatigued from these <laughs> horrible films. Um, <laughs> do you say horrible? Yes. You pronounce perfection. <laughs> I, I will say, like, Street Fighter. It is a god-awful film, <laughs> but it is amazingly entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it is super, super fun, and I could not have hoped for more <laughs> yeah. from that. Like, somehow they fitted every character into it, and we were talking before with Mortal Kombat how they struggled to develop three characters. Yes, yeah. This one, like, every single character pretty much had some form of bond with another or something. And an actual, like, growth, an arc, and a purpose. Yeah, like... like Look, they're not going to win Best Actor or Best Screenplay for, like, the, the character development. <laughs> but they had purpose. You should have. Yeah, like, even, like, um, like Balrog and Honda and stuff had a little moment. Mm. You know, their moments. And Honda and St. Geef had their own moments. <laughs> yeah. And just in one scene, like, you're like, sorry, bro. <laughs> let's, let's be friends. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, like, a good fight and off they went. Mm. Uh, like, it didn't... And, it like, I was saying to Mike during it, um, like, it was a comedic moment. Because it, it had a couple of, like, it was trying to, it knew it couldn't take itself seriously. Yeah. Um, and there was a moment during it, like, there was that one where the, the secretary's like, oh, I managed to convince, like, not all the army to go. It's just, like, the cook left behind. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was like, oh, they're so close <laughs> to getting this comedic stuff right. So, do you reckon if they go, like, full-blown, like, Looney Tunes, like, almost, like, comedy? <laughs> I'm not sure. There was just something that... A lot of it was actually like I think some of the the comedic sort of stuff was actually delivered or written quite well, but unfortunately, it's based on a video game. <laughs> I think you have John Claude Van Damme delivering. See, you need yeah. John Claude Van Damme to be in it, not knowing he should he's camping it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you need him to be serious, but you need someone with the talent of Raul Julia to camp the. F- up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can, can we can we just talk about Raul Julia for a second here and how amazing he is as Bison? He took a ridiculous movie, yeah, a ridiculous character, and turned him into something incredible. But why? Why do they still call me a warlord and mad? All I want to do is to create the perfect. Genetic soldier, not for power, not for evil, but for good. 
Yeah. All while he was dying, actually. Mm. Yeah, like so... while fi- while filming the movie, he was dying of stomach cancer. Okay. And the reason he took the role in the film is because his kids were big fans of the game, and he wanted to make a film that his kids could actually watch him in and enjoy. Awesome. And he had his kids on set with him every day. And, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Because awesome. <laughs> he he gave it his all. Yeah. He hammed it up, but also just like perfectly in line, like consistency. That scene where he's announcing Bisonopolis <laughs> in the Pax Bisonica. <laughs> like, he must have received the script and just gone, oh, good lord. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know which direction I'm taking this in. So apparently he, he cobbled together a bunch of uh, dictators and crime lords. <laughs> Pretty much got a melting pot. So he used uh, Mussolini's hand gestures, Stalin's mannerisms, Pablo Escobar, <laughs> and Hitler's love of art. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, that's... And he, he said he approached it with a Shakespearean tone, uh, thinking of Bison as similar to Richard III. <laughs> wow, what a genius. Go, Raul! Like, that is some good, like, research and, like, um, this is... Oh. And to prepare for his role, Jean-Claude Van Damme did all the coke in Thailand. <laughs> that would have been a lot of it. Yeah. No, that is actually, like, he's... It's very open that he was struggling with a hardcore... Like, think about... $3,000 a day cocaine addiction at the time. Wow, okay. Well, and would often, like, refuse to come out of his trailer. <laughs> and if he did, he had, like, a beer in his hand. And, yeah, he was apparently really horrible to work with. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, that... Um, yeah, so, plot summary for everybody. I was not quite spot on again, but that's okay. <clears throat> no um, sky beam. No sky beam. Um, but a made-up country called Shadowloo. <laughs> yep, yep. Was it a country or a city? It, no, city. Uh, sorry, country. Yep. But then, the so it's it's like Mexico and then Mexico City. So, Shadaloo, Shadaloo City. Oh, uh, okay. This is like the main. Yep. Okay, I just got confused because it was a map of Thailand and they just called it Shadaloo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they shot it in Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep, so anyway, Bison's just like warlord or he doesn't believe he is. And... Um, yeah, he's, he's taken over with his militia and and he's taken some hostages and he's demanding a ransom and this random collection of misfits come together and... The AN, not the UN. The AN, yep. <laughs> yep. And they um, try to stop him. Some are in, like, Keen and, like, um, Chun-Li and others, like, Ken and Ryu are not like the noble characters pulled they are. Pulled into it. They're pulled into it. <laughs> um, not like the noble characters they are in the video game. What are you, nuts?! Ryu, Kyle put a gun to our head. We did our part. The real soldiers are here, and we're gone. Yeah, their, their characters are the interesting ones. We I liked them. They're good, but it's almost like they could... They, that's what's interesting about this film. It could almost be everyone's the star of their own movie, but we're not given enough time with each of those yeah, own movies. Nah. But, yeah. um... Yeah, I don't know. Guile as the lead was... I, I guess I... I should have guessed. Like, it's a Hollywood movie. Yeah, and... <laughs> You've got to have Guile as a lead so you can have that greased up shot where he flexes his bicep with the American flag. (laughs) Seven biceps. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Like, I I guess I thought it'd be Ryu and Ken as the leads. Because Ken's American. Yeah, but Ryu is the main protagonist in the games. He's on the front cover. it's, It's his journey you go through. Yeah. And then Ken is like his... I think he's almost like his... Like, he's... I thought they were, like, sparring... They're kind of so, something. I, it, yeah, 
what's a good analogy? It's kind of like um, a, a rival, or a... yeah, his rival, yeah. kind of like um, oh, what's a what's the other karate movie? Karate Kid. Um, Cobra Kai. And... Yeah, Cobra Kai. And, yeah, and, and Daniel Sun. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the yeah. Um, but yeah, they're just pushed to one side and. Yep. Yeah, but they make a pretty decent duo. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, and like, what I really liked was that the costumes were just spot on to the game, and some of the ones that are ridiculous, like Chun Li, they phased into it. Yeah, yeah, they, they actually, they actually that... created a reason for her to be dressed like that. Yes, like yeah. they actually like, all right, we she, clearly she, the way we've written her character, at least she's probably not going to look like that from the word go. Hello, Chun Li Zhang reporting here, just wearing this. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even like. Um, Oh, even like Honda and things like that. Getting his shirt ripped off yeah. and yeah, getting to those points. And there's a few, like, I don't know where Balrog found his boxing gloves, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even like managing to fit Vega in there somewhere, like what's a Spaniard? How are you going to fit him Spaniard in? Spaniard cage fight. A Spaniard cage fight. Like, <laughs> let's make him cage fight in Bangkok. And he's like the right hand man of the crime, one eyed, the cyclopic yeah. crime, uh, crime boss. Yeah. So yeah. I, I really, and, um, and even like Blanker, like, Probably, if you looked at the roster, him and Dalsim are the two hardest ones to figure out what to yeah, do. Yeah, so that's why they're kind of pushed to the side and don't really the, do much. Mutagens yeah. as the uh, as the reasoning behind yeah. Their, yeah. their stuff. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's yeah. You're right. Like the film could be way more fun if they just leaned a little bit heavier onto the, the tongue-in-cheek elements and cast better. I think like that's that's the real yeah. I think issue the casting hurts a little bit. Just like um, I mean. But not much better, like, because the woman who's playing Chun-Li, like, she's she from, was, like, ER and stuff. And she was good. Yeah, she was, um, she was great, but... I found Ken and Ryu all right. Um, better than Johnny Cage. Oh, Johnny Cage was terrible, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then, um, I'm look, I kept looking at Mike's shirt for yep. inspiration. Yep. Um, Zangief was Zangief hilarious, was actually. That was spot on. Perfect, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I'm, like, Kylie is pretty terrible, like, you know. Yeah. She's not an actress. <laughs> Despite being on Neighbours for however many years. Exactly, she's yeah. not an actress. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it is just Van Damme. Like, he, he can't pull anything off in this film. No, like... It's clunky and awkward, and, like, even his inspirational speech, which... Oh, boy. Our superiors say the war is cancelled. We can all go home. Bison is getting paid off for his crimes. And our friends who have died here will have died for nothing. But we can all go home. Meanwhile, ideals like peace, freedom, and justice, they get packed up. But we can all go home. Well, I'm not going home. I'm going to get on my boat, and I'm going up river, and I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. I do want to speak about the inspirational yeah, speech. Go for it, please. Just because of the, the context of when the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right at the time during the Rwandan genocide. Now, I'm going to get all deep and yeah, no, uh, please don't. Overth- overthink this a little bit, but... The action of of the AN UN, mm. um, 
And then, oh no, fuck, we're, uh, stuff that we're going to do something about, about this terrible dictator injustice that's happening. We're going to defy orders and we're going to. That is almost a sentiment of what people were thinking at the time of the genocide is the UN were there and they didn't do anything and because they couldn't, they weren't allowed to. Um, and people have always said later, oh, why didn't the the, the colonel, the commander um, of the forces in Rwanda just do so? Just stop it. Take them. You know, take them mm. So the, 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 I, I like that kind of... Interesting, yeah. Co- Contextual contextualization. Yeah, no, that, that works. It's just unfortunate that you get Van Damme's delivery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the context is fine. Yeah, but the the result is yeah. I do like his plan though that he takes. Freaking stealth boat. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's my favorite part of the whole film. It's the stealth boat. They turn on the st- like the invisibility cloak thing. Yeah. Then Bison turns on his security cameras, and you just see a with the wake of a boat heading towards them. Like, and he's just like, I wonder what this could be. It's the dumbest plan. Like, James Bond, at least Tomorrow Never Dies, is a stealth boat, but it's just not detectable by radar. Yeah. And so they move around at night. Yeah. Like they don't try and make it fancier than that. It, it's just radar bounces off it. You can still detect it. Yeah. By opening your eyes and being like, hey, there's a boat there, there's I think. Boat, yeah. <laughs> um, Which is what ends up happening here. Yeah, and it's quiet. Hmm. This is a speedboat on a small <laughs> river that's bigger than all the other boats. <laughs> anyway, no, I like the stealth boat plan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but actually, this this movie was pretty funny because, um, well, we all know that. <laughs> um, but I finally realised that I've been getting Austin Powers wrong all these years. Okay, so Austin Powers, I always thought, was based on James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. He wants a $20 billion ransom. <laughs> oh, he wants yes. a $100 billion ransom. Yeah, yeah. He's got a freaking volcano lair that looks pretty much the same. Oh, and what's his ultimate plan for a bison box <laughs> at Bisonopolis? <laughs> what's, what's the plan? He's going to make them... Uh, <laughs> they'll be five times worth the British pound after he kidnaps the queen. <laughs> This money isn't worth the paper it's printed on. On the contrary, every bison dollar will be worth five British pounds. For that is the exchange rate the Bank of England will set once I've kidnapped their queen. I'm so like, stupid. I honestly think Mike Myers watched this and was like, oh my God, oh, I'm stealing oh, some of this. Yeah. Like he'd already... <laughs> No, he already had plenty of the James Bond thing. He's like, ah, someone's already kind but of done the satire. <laughs> and the uh, the literal black market. Yes. It's oh, like a wow. bizarre selling guided missiles. <laughs> <laughs> and attack helicopters. <laughs> it's just so... Like, yeah, if they... Were, <laughs> I really want to know if Stephen E. D'Souza was trying to make a, like, really dumb yeah. comedy, but then... Because uh, Capcom, like the people that made the video game, mm. were the co-financers of the film and had final say on everything. Yeah. So whether or not they were like... Do you reckon maybe he went in with a Hot Shots kind of angle? Yeah, or just like, like a fun kind of yeah, ridiculous yeah. movie. Like a, yeah, a B movie. Like, yeah. 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 Even that, the the um, the voiceover in Bison's lair yes. saying... Yep. Well, they're all, all the guards shot are getting at. shot. <laughs> yeah, like that timing. That, that that's exactly right. Like that, that writing is there. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> because like Stephen E. D'Souza, who wrote and directed this film, has got some interest, like some solid credits under his belt. Yeah. As a writer, he wrote uh, Forty Eight Hours, uh, yep. Commando. 
uh, Die Hard. Yeah, right. Nice. <laughs> like, he's made some good stuff, but then this, which makes me think this could just be, you well, know, too many. Well, in the credits, it had a five editors on oh, it. That's bad so, time, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I'll always look at the source material. It's a video game. It's a yeah. video game about with, punching things. Yeah, with, exactly. With like a Brazilian Actually, mutant. That's, the, that's, that's my one yes. thing about this movie is at no point in the movie does anyone punch a car or a brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big thing in the Street Fighter. You, you, you take on a car. And at no point do they actually fight in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, comparing it to Mortal Kombat, like the Mortal Kombat actually like one-on-one yeah. fights were so much better. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was teed up that way mm. um, this it was more there's a lot going on and a lot of fights it was going like on a UN time. taking down a dictator action movie yeah. Yeah. not a but we'll put the punch em up game yeah. but what they did instead was they got the whole roster in there and they got him in well they created a narrative around yeah. the characters as opposed to around the game mechanics yeah, yeah. yeah. so I think I don't know I, I thought it was you know I, I expected nothing yeah, and I had a pretty damn good one and a half hours. Yeah, I've got gold standard. I did. Yeah, like I would watch this again before Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, just quickly, it doesn't before... mean I'll watch it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> next week. What, what, Day off. What were your thoughts about a couple of the like little references, like the uh, the Good Morning Vietnam reference? That I was think? terrible. Uh, just FYI, that was the actual real Adrian Cronauer doing the voice. Bison Troopers does it take to change a light bulb? Eh, 51. One to change the bulb, the other 50 to steal it from the 7-Eleven. <laughs> Got a million of them. Sorry, Adrian, you're not as good as Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah. You guys did good Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Foreshadowing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, no, look. No, it wasn't good. Just didn't need to be done. And the jokes are, yeah, like you said. Like, come on. <laughs> just a really weak joke. Mm-hmm. Like, like every single one of um, Van Damme's one-liners. Oh. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm just half dead. And bison. All dead. Anyway. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, like, the the film when it first, like, was made and put out for, like, classification and things at the MPAA, uh, it actually got an R rating. More for? I, I guess that there was some violence and things that was in there more, and so Cap- that was unacceptable for yeah, Capcom and the producers, and so they started editing it down. And next time it was submitted, it came back with a G rating. Whoa. <laughs> Jeez, it took out a lot. Where Stephen E. is just like, nope, that's <laughs> not going to work. And so that's why they add like one line of Van Damme saying shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Yeah. To make it a PG-13 to like... Bump yeah. it up and make it aimed at the right audience. Yeah, where it's just like, oh God. I would love to see the G cut of this film though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess you take out his blood packs. I guess, yeah. Maybe. But yeah, just it. I think that would, it's leaning it into like the full cartoon territory and yeah. like Saturday morning, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. GI Joe adventure. But um, sorry, you were gonna maybe say some other things besides the Good Morning Vietnam. Oh um, no, there's uh, there was one other thing of alternate casting that's kind of interesting. Oh yeah, there was someone who I uh, tried out for the role of Vega. 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 Uh, Antonio Banderas. Okay. Yeah, I'll say Antonio. Fabio. <gasps> Mike, we thought too seriously. (laughs) Oh, Fabio. (laughs) Yeah, how interesting would that have been? An actor slash model. I just would have pushed this film up into the. Oh, into Academy. (laughs) Like. 
It's about as good as Black Panther. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess, like... <laughs> yeah, like, obviously this one is way more fun than Mortal Kombat. It's a lot of fun. It's... It's so horribly dumb, but like so entertaining for yes. its horrible schlockness. Yeah. Um, we know, Mike, is this is your favorite film of all time. <laughs> Take that, Batman. <laughs> and Lord um, of the Rings. <laughs> but Eric, what, what, do you, what did you think? Like, uh, That was really enjoyable. Like, it's super dumb. Mm. Um, and like... Unlike Mike, I wouldn't sit down and put it on myself, but I didn't grow, I didn't grow up with it. So yeah. I think maybe if I'd grown up with it, I might revisit it. Mm. I don't know. Um, it's pretty silly. So Eric, as a kid, you reckon? I would've... think I would have been on board. Yeah. just It's just so easy to enjoy. It keeps moving. Like, I don't think I would have thought Bison was as hilarious as a kid. I, yeah. When you grow up and you watch it, it's like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. He's like, yeah. I'm just going to take a bite out of the scenery real quick. Yes. <laughs> He even has like his rocket boots and stuff. Oh, so wonderful! <laughs> and he owns it. He's like, I'm freaking flying. This is so stupid. Yeah. I'm gonna and I'm gonna watch some more Raul Julia movies later tonight. Yeah. And then just like fall down a rabbit hole of that wonderful man. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about you? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I will watch it again if it's a context like this, where it's a few of us sitting around yeah. having some beers, yeah. watching, and it put it's put on like yeah. fine. <laughs> 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 Uh, there's no way in hell I'm ever watching this on my own. <laughs> like, uh, case in point, like, we, uh, Claire was watching it with us at the beginning. She lasted 10 minutes and was like, I'm out. <laughs> and she watched all of Mortal Kombat, basically. Yeah, so, so that's that's kind of saying something. <laughs> Maybe it was just too much awesomeness to handle. Hmm. <laughs> Two in a row as well. <laughs> um, but do you guys want to hear a little bit of the behind-the-scenes facts uh, about yeah. the budget yes. and stuff? Yes. So the film had a budget of $35 million. Wow. Uh, eight of which went to pay for Van Damme's salary. <laughs> <laughs> and seven million was cocaine, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So it cost almost twice as much as Mortal Kombat. F- yeah, 15 more than Mortal Kombat. It was one or two years before it. Yeah. Oh, actually, when was Mortal Kombat? 95. Oh, and this is 94. 93. 90, oh, 93. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was 94. Uh, how much do you think it went on to gross? Okay, right. so it worldwide. Did, okay, so it cost thirty-five. Thirty-five. It didn't have a sequel. No. <laughs> um, I reckon it still made about eighty million. Okay. It, well, it should I'll have work. made nine hundred million, but yeah, I'll. Yeah, but you think that I'll, about everything. I'll, I'll be I'll be conservative on my estimates, and I'll say one hundred and fifty. <laughs> okay. Uh, 99 oh, worldwide. Right. So uh, it made two rounds of <laughs> <laughs> Only 31 in the US, so it's considered a bomb in the Ooh, US, boy. but yeah. worldwide it went on to make uh, 99. Uh, adjusted for inflation, it's about $181 million today. Yep. So, okay. okay. Yep. Uh, it was actually the, I found this interesting, it's the third biggest drop off from a Friday to a Saturday in box office history. Whoa. Yeah. Something must have been on on that Saturday. Yeah. The box office dropped off 55% in one day. <laughs> so everyone that wanted to see this movie saw it, saw it on Friday. Yeah, and that and was, that was it. Uh, the other two are The Ringer, <laughs> which oh, yeah. is uh, that That's Johnny Knox pretension to be in the Special ah, Olympics. Yeah. And uh, Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> Again, everyone who wanted to see that movie saw it for opening night. Wow. Uh, it was the 27th highest grossing film of 1993. Uh, coming in behind previous films, we've done True Lies at number three, Speed at number five, and Dumb and Dumber at number seven. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
and it's currently ranked at number 80 on the IMDb bottom 100 films of all time. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna have to set up some fake accounts. And <laughs> yeah. move, that, move that out. Yeah. Work it back towards the nineties. <laughs> but did I just go up to number one. What do we want? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I guess unless you got anything else, that'll probably wrap us up for a double feature episode. No, no that was um, video game wonderful. <laughs> that was yes. pretty special. Um, oh, well, do we want to go on that conversation? Why they can't? Why video games don't translate well? Oh, or is that too much of it? Because they are just such a product of their own medium, especially a game like this, where it is the loosest of stories, but at the same time, it's that's not why people like the game. They like the game because of its own mechanics and what it is. It's like taking Mario Brothers. Like, you can't... People love it for, because it's a platforming game. <laughs> platforming does not translate into narrative. <laughs> There's no words in that game. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't say I haven't seen a new Tomb Raider... But I heard it wasn't well received. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, See, I feel that's a game that could work because you've got a character who explores and she's strong and independent. And if you could write up a good story around it, that could work. Whereas if you had a game like uh, maybe Mass Effect, where people love it for the characters and mm. the storyline, you would be very brave to write a film yeah. after that. Yeah, but because Assassin's Creed was not very good, and there's a whole bunch of mm. background material that they could work with. Mm. So, what is it about video game movies? Is it just the... Yeah, I, I just think it is that thing of people either expecting too much based on their love for the game and it not hitting, or... Yeah, I don't know. Just a, They're a product of their own medium. I stand by yeah, that. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, a lot of people love video games because it's the what you control the game. Mm. You know, a game is written for you, usually, but... So, perhaps if they made a, mo- a, a video game movie... That was, say, set in the world. So, take, like, Skyrim. Yes. But don't have it about a certain protagonist. Have it about maybe a... Like, something... Something... Part, something part, in another area. Past or future or yeah. different part of the world. Yep. Would that work? I, I think you could... You should be able to make that work, yeah. personally. But I still don't think it would work as well. Because what you love about a game like Skyrim... Yeah. Is running around in the world for a, a hundred hours or more. Mm-hmm. Um, mining ore so you can make swords. Yep. <laughs> so yes, no, it is an interesting concept. Um, I wouldn't want to be trying to convert them anytime soon. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess should we wrap this one up? Yeah. It looks like the uh, the top hat is ready. It is. It is. If you want to have a little fish around and see what we'll be doing for next episode. All right. Next episode is gonna be. Oh, Chris, you're gonna love it. It's gonna be airplane. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Oh, nice! I'm super excited because... The Abram Zucker Zucker movie? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, I've been meaning to see this forever. And it's like anything with Leslie Nielsen in it is just freaking great. (laughs) Yeah, God bless that man. (laughs) So, yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, Well, I guess tune in in a fortnight's time for that. But uh, otherwise, thank you for listening. And Mike, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you very much for your um, enthusiasm, um, knowledge, (laughs) passion... Uh, I, I I loved every moment of it, and yep. um, and I'll be watching those movies next week, just on my days off. Fantastic! <laughs> <laughs> I expect nothing less. Um, yeah, well, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll catch you in a fortnight's time uh, when we watch Airplane. Um, for this week's episode, I'm Chris. I'm Eric, and I'm Mike, and we'll catch you next time. That's enough.
Flawless victory. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.